and I do it for my city. On this episode of Hustle Culture, we talk to Adrian Stresso, a local artist, rapper, mixer, producer, audio engineer. On this episode, we cover things in the music industry like is the industry made for independent artists today? The benefits of a record deal, signing a record deal versus being independent, Adrian Stresso's career and how he's cultivated a community around his music but in true hustle culture fashion we don't just talk music on this podcast we also talk about how he has diversified his sources of income the way that he thinks as an entrepreneur college and whether or not it's important in his industry how being immigrants have impacted both of our mindsets and so much more i hope you get at least a fraction of the value that i got talking to adrian by listening to this podcast well enjoy Welcome to Hustle Culture. This is the show where we talk to everyday business owners and other hustlers about kind of what they're doing in their lane, in their industry, um, and just kind of get to know their story um, and talk about some topics that are impacting culture um, in their respective industries. Uh, I'm your host, Andres Tagliaferro, and today we have a super great guest who, believe it or not, has been in this podcast before. I know, it's like, how has he been on the podcast, but hasn't been shown? Look, I don't want to talk about it. Long story short, uh, I messed up. Audio got deleted, but uh, you know, this guy right here is a local Dallas legend. All right, makes great music, an artist, producer, uh, you know, mixing and mastering genius. I mean, what can I say? Uh, I can't really say much, but you'll hear from him today. It's Adrian Stresso. Welcome to the show, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, bro. Dude, I'm sorry about last time, bro. Dude, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm here, bro. I'm happy to do it again. I know how things go, bro. Like, um, technology it began the best of us sometimes dude tell me why i literally called you know the software developer website That's talk crazy. to some guy named tapesh and tapesh told me can do it come on tapesh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good man so look bro so i really want to use this podcast as a platform for you uh to really be able to talk about your life and you know what you've been up to the last couple of years and uh, your music a little more in depth. I know that your audience, I'm part of your audience. Uh, when we listen to music, we we hear one side of you or three minutes worth of you. And it's awesome and it's amazing. But I think podcasts can serve to really, you know, dive a little deeper. Absolutely. Into people. So that's what I want to do today. Yeah, bro. No, I'm I'm excited for this. Like I was telling you um, the on the last episode before we got deleted, mm-hmm. um, I'd be consuming podcasts more than music now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to do this. You know, Bet. it's like it's like playing a new instrument. You <laughs> exactly, know? bro. Um, and sometimes the instrument breaks and yeah. <laughs> it makes it mad, but it's all good. Uh, so, bro, I really want to dive into how you even got started with music because. Yeah. You're very talented. You're obviously very young. Um, so, you know, talk about a little bit about how you, you know, fell into this love of music. Yeah. Well, when I was like, um, whatever age, like Guitar Hero came out, you know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's when I started like playing the video game and the whole idea of being a rock star seemed cool. But at the time I was so young, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be too scared to be on stage. Like, <laughs> that's not for me. But you know, one day I accidentally was on, I don't know if it was my parents' computer or what, but 
I opened up GarageBand and then started making beats with loops and stuff. Dang. And um, at the time, that's all I knew how to do, but it was so fun and intoxicating, just like playing video games. It's like the same feeling. Yeah. And so I just kept doing it, you know, and one day I said um, I wanted to make a, a project, a mixtape, and then I put out my first project in eighth grade and never stopped, essentially. So Dude, just that's kept so fire, doing it. dude. So you literally just started with GarageBand and just went from there. How did you know, like, that it was, you know, because there's a lot of people who do production and do, mm -hmm. like, stuff for other artists. How did you know that you wanted to be an artist yourself? Because... I feel like that's a big step. Yeah. Well, I think it's just that, um, you know, when I started out, that was like all I had. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't anybody who I could get. I, I tried to get my friends to rap with me mm. and try to do all that. But at the end of the day, it's like I was the only one yeah. who really was super serious about it and excited about it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to be the singer on my own tracks. I got to rap on my own tracks. I'm going to make my own beats. You know what I'm saying? I started out, I was making my own cover art. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just as as long as i've been doing it it's just been kind of like a a diy thing so i wanted to be the artist be in control of everything you know what i'm saying man that's so cool that's so funny you say that because it's uh you know the way i've kind of started uh doing what i do has been you know video is kind of like if you're on the back end of things it's kind of similar it's like yeah you know you need somebody to take video of or you need someone mm -hmm. to do stuff of. Mm -hmm. so that's what i did and i and i started a career off of it but now i've been like trying to like do what you're doing which is like get in front of the camera and you know start right. like my own thing and i think you're good at that though i've seen like some of your stuff and it's like i think about that for myself because it's hard when i got a camera for instance like i bought a camera and i was like trying to learn photography and then it's like okay yo can you link up you want to take pictures you got to have an object yeah. a subject of your Facts. stuff and so it's just like to make content when you don't have like those other people to help you it takes a lot so it's tough i respect it yeah know? i appreciate it man but yeah I, like i say that to say you know not just to big me up but like to say that like you know it, it takes you know it takes balls to like say like you know what i want to be the center of this mm. thing i want to be the focus point you know I feel subject. You. so uh salute to you and salute to anyone watching who's like trying to do it and trying to like start their own music thing and um be an artist you know like it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world you know what i mean it takes right. courage no for real so for a question for you uh, for the person who is i don't know maybe like yourself they've dabbled in production or maybe they've written or they're good at mm -hmm. writing songs and stuff but they've never really had the courage to be like oh i actually want to record it or oh i actually want to put it out like right. what do you have to say to those people i mean you're ne you're never gonna know what the results could be unless you put it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like stuff that I was afraid to put out um, did better than I ever thought it would. You know what I'm saying? There's stuff yeah. that, um, like, you, you just can't be the judge of yourself. You got to let other people do that and just love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. put that stuff out. So anything you're passionate about, you need to go for. And, like, you know, if you're a producer who wants to rap, I mean, Kanye was that guy you know what i'm saying yeah. so you never know where that potential is unless you really you know go for it that's fire like don't judge yourself let other people do it for you that's that's so important that's so key because i think that's when the whole you know uh overthinking starts coming in because it's mm -hmm. like you know this seems to be a topic that keeps popping up on on episodes here but like 
as creatives because you're creative an yeah. artist if you're a songwriter whatever it is like when you're creating stuff you're creative and so i relate to that a lot because it's you know it, how many things have you created that you haven't put out just because you've judged yourself before you mm. let anybody else judge it right right it's too like, many too many to talk about you know what i'm saying like for me too because i got so many songs uh that i never released or never finished or whatever because it's like you know it's fire and then you start thinking about stuff that really doesn't matter when you're in the studio you know what i'm saying but it's just part of the whole game like you got to overcome that if you ever want to be able to you know see where it could go dude that's that's crazy well for you as you know as an artist you know i've again i said i'm a fan i've been listening to your music uh, yeah. since kid in his room thanks to you know some mutual connects that put me on in your music but for you i want to kind of talk about your trajectory and kind of where you've been and where you're going yeah. and how everything's you know going down but you know i've noticed a substantial growth as one should and I, you know in your music and the, what you talk about to the production to how it sounds to everything to the mastering mixing and all that yeah um appreciate it so for you like how did you how did you realize like and I know this might sound this might sound like a simple question, but for somebody who, you know, is just starting and who knows they're not there yet. Yeah. How did you start realizing like or like even noticing things that you should get better at? Because, yeah, that's a tough thing to like even think about. Well, I think when you do it for so long, it's like you you look at the results and you have to figure out, all right, what how am I contributing to the results? You know what I'm saying? And mm. it's like I might not be able to control if my song goes viral or something, but I can control, okay, what did I do in the studio? You know what I'm saying? Did I spend the extra hours on mixing? Did I send it to my friends, see what they thought of the writing? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, there's just so many levels to it. And I realized there was a point when I was making music. Um, I think it was just after like a long time of like being impatient, you know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. like, you look at that and you think, all right, what can I do better? And um, for me, it's 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 really everything, to be honest. And it still is, but it's the only way I'm able to stay passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? Is yeah. It's like, what can I get better at? How good of a product can I make, you know? Right. That's so big. And for me, I mean, always for the, you know, most of my audience is either, you know, creative people like graphic designers or whatever. I feel like the way we relate to that is like, you know, there's there's always something that you know that you are like not the best at and right. you could even sense it. And, you know, I want to get into some you, you talked about, like your friends, like how important is having that little inner circle of friends that you can like actually send stuff to? Cause I know some people don't even do that or don't even yeah. use that as a resource, but how does, how has it impacted you? Like in your career? Um, I mean, I've sent my stuff to my friends pretty much as, as long as I've been making music, you know? And yeah. it's like, as soon as I finish a song, I got to show it to like, I sent it to everybody pretty much and just kind of gauge the reaction, see if people hear stuff, they comment about whatever. What is the reaction? Because I don't know. When I'm making a song, it's fire to me. Yeah. But you got to get out of that. And so usually whenever I make a song, I'll send it to people, see the reaction, and then go back to the studio and see, all right, what can I do better now? And wow. um, that's been my process with a lot of the music I haven't put out. But I think, you know, once all this music I'm working on passes that test then it sees the light of day you know dang that's big because i mean how many people get that feedback from actually sharing it publicly i feel like majority of people do that 
but yeah. having that like you know kind of onion peel before exactly and i think it just depends on what you're going for you know because i've done a lot of the stuff where i'll put it out and let the public kind of test but you know after doing it for so long it's like i I, i've said it before but it's kind of like you're either doing it as a hobby or you're not you know and so i i just make sure like when i'm selling myself as a producer as an audio engineer all of that my own music as an artist is kind of like the advertisement for that so i gotta do it at the highest level you know that's fire yeah just continue to grow because that's another check like you said that's another measurement it's like because like i said it is tough to even notice like what am i doing wrong when you're in the thick of it when you're like you know you're mixing or when with me when you're editing or when you're done i i've heard you know kind of a a method that's really important or that i've heard is like super helpful is like not you know, exporting or bouncing like mm. a piece went right like the same day. Yeah. I've heard people say like, no, I don't, I never do that. Like I, I wait a day or I wait two days and then I come back to it and I hear it again. Oh Is yeah. That Cause you do when you, well, so I, I might export it when I'm done, but like there's definitely, okay, take two days. I, I listen to it until I get tired of it. Cause mm. like it's going to sound fire to me no matter what. So the more I listen to it, the less fire it sounds. And then I'm yeah. like really analyzing it. Okay, this is the part that I I cringe every time I hear it. I need to change. Um, but like if you don't work on it for a few days and you go back to the studio, it's always like a brand new thing. And so like, you, like you're saying, it's a great thing to just like step away yeah. and then come back because it's completely fresh, you know. That's cool though because for you, you do that and it's fresh, but you also listen to it a ton. That way you... You get away from the you know honeymoon phase. No, of, exactly, of exactly. I try to like fast forward to that as yeah. soon as I can Dang. by listening to it. Hella, that's smart. I'm about to do that. Like every video, <laughs> every podcast, I'm about Just to keep play it back. It. <laughs> I'm gonna waste so many hours. No, nah, dude, you like it's a ridiculous amount of times yeah. I listen to my own stuff. It's when I first make it. After that, I won't ever listen to it again. But like, um, when I first make a song, I'm going to sleep with it on repeat. <laughs> dang dude that's why crazy that's a great tip so all y'all you know music people do that because that sounds really <laughs> great i mean i might incorporate that in my life um but you know you mentioned earlier like virality uh-huh. and, you know choosing like to you know not make that something because you can't control if it goes viral right and a lot of people i mean you know this i'm sure you've experienced it but a lot of people just don't like they use if their song has gone viral as a measurement of their success. Right. Um, but you know, there's so many things and you know, every, I mean, for me on the platforms that you're posting it on and the distribution factors that have to do with like, is it good? Is it bad? And things you, like you said, you can't control. So right. for you, how have you handled, um, you know, cause you've had songs that have popped. You've had, mm-hmm. you have songs with million streams and plus you have songs that haven't gotten that, but how do you kind of deal with that kind of pressure, I guess? Yeah, well, it's it's tough because it's like you see songs that um, that I've made, I guess, in my position. It's like I've made songs and then I make songs I feel are better that don't get the same recognition as like the ones previous. And mm. at the end of the day, it it like I had to detach from all of that and just get back to like competing with myself as far as, okay, how can I make a better song? You know what I'm saying? And so like, I really don't pay attention to the numbers in the way I used to, or really look at that as a measurement of success. Like to me, I just want a headline tour 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like that that would be success to me. Of course, I I also want to um get like a RIAA certified mm. something for something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um but like you know what I'm saying, streaming numbers all that, like it really doesn't matter because like real success to me more than all of the other stuff is it's like the fans saying, yo, I was going through the same thing you were talking about on this song and you articulated it in a way that I needed to hear it at the moment, you yeah. know? And that's like, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's like, you can really use music as a blessing to others, you know? That's so huge. I, You know, Rob, uh, the guy who owns this building that we're in, uh, on episode nine of the podcast, he said, we we're talking about podcast because he has his own podcast. Uh -huh. So we we're talking about that kind of similar, right? Because it's audio listens. It's kind of, you know, very similar to music. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I talked to I talked to this guy who owns or who has his own podcast and he's been doing it for way longer. You know, he's not huge, not Joe Rogan, but like, you know, over tens of thousands of downloads per thing. And he's yeah. like, you know, he asked him, he was like, yo, like, how do you how do you get so many uh, downloads? How do you do this? You know, kind of picking his brain, trying yeah. to learn. And the guy tells him, he was like, look, all that stuff is cute, but how many episodes have you done? Mm, that's crazy. And he was like, uh, I've done 50. And he was proud of that, right? Like, I've done 50. Like, yeah. I'm cool. And he was like, okay, talk to me when you've done 100. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and literally. like for him, it was, you know, it was uh, the output mm -hmm. or, or the input, not the output. Like, how much are you actually putting into it? Um, how many hours are you putting into it? And to him, him personally, more than that, the other factor was, am I impacting one person? Kind of what you were saying. Right. right. It's like, am I actually helping somebody with this, you know, this piece of art that I'm creating? Um, so it's beautiful. I, I love that. That's something you think about actively when you're creating music. And yeah, no, I mean, that's the most important thing at the mm. end of the day to me. Like if, if I didn't feel like there was that kind of higher purpose about music i couldn't do it you know what i'm saying because it's really such a there's so many ups and downs as a musician especially as like an entrepreneur trying to really like do music like that um that you got to have a real reason why you do it or else like when it gets tough you're gonna just yeah. quit you know what i'm saying and so it's like when you know when you think about music as a tool that helps people and motivates people um it's just a way, it's just the right reason to be doing it, at least for in my position, you know what I'm saying? That's why I do it, you know? I mean, music is, I think music is one of the only, if not definitely one of the only things in life that can transport you to another place. It's the, I, I always call it a universal language because mm. it's like the chords, doesn't matter what language they're speaking on top of it, but you feel the same emotion or you could like maybe feel the emotion through whatever yeah. language just based off music and i think that's what's so crazy about music is the power it really has to bring a lot of people together and so just trying to really utilize that because you know nowadays it's like an entertainment thing and people use it as like a means to get famous and rich and all that but it's like if you can really use music to help people and to motivate people and to, you know turn around people on their worst days i think that's like the most beautiful thing you can do you know yeah that's the real w like we said that's the that's the success and it's funny because even like again back back to my lane like in video like you know 
everyone says it. So when you when you start learning how to like create videos and how to edit and all that stuff, like you know, you you kind of go through phases where like the first phase is like, how sexy can I make this look? Mm. And that's where all the Instagram trendy like you know seamless like transitions and yeah, all that stuff yeah. comes into play. But then every every creative gets to a point where okay, I've mastered this thing. What's next? Because clearly I'm not making Hollywood movies. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? exactly. Clearly I'm not working for Nike yet. What's the difference? And then like you know, there's other things like motion graphics and typography that go into it. But the biggest thing is sound and mm, sound design. That's like, crazy. When you see a Nike commercial, you know, you hear like the audience, uh, like the stadium and you hear, you know, the basketball dribbling or whatever. And it's like, that's not in the video when you record it. That's right. all post. That's exactly. All like design of, of like sound. So, you know, people say it's like 50% video, obviously, but it's also 50% audio. Um, and that's just so crazy because a video can go from literally nothing from not having music or not having good design oh, yeah. to like Hollywood blockbuster production just from music. Right. So it's like, no matter what you're into, no matter what you do, like, like people that say that they don't listen to music, like on the daily, like, um, I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> How do you gonna, not? <laughs> it's gotta be hard. I mean, when I was in bro, when I was in high school, people knew me as the person who always had my headphones in mm. like in like we would have a seven minute passing period and in all seven minutes i'm trying to listen to yeah. as much songs as i could from you know going from one class to another because it's like a drug you know what i'm saying it's right. like a natural high that you get from music and so i would be always trying to listen to it like right. i can't imagine now i listen to a lot more podcasts than i used to just based mm -hmm. on my lifestyle but like um you know I I always get confused by people who say they don't listen to music. Like, that sounds yeah. crazy. Because even with podcasts, you're still, like, there's some audio, like, stimulation. Like, you're still learning. And right. And you're still, like, you have something. So, I get it. But, man, so, I something I really want to talk to you about, since you're, you know, part of this new age of artists and you've experienced growth in it and you're continuing to grow, I wanted to get your take because everyone has their own opinions about the industry mm -hmm. and about music from the outside in. I mean, I listen to so many podcasts where, like, they talk about that, but like, and no, no hate to these people because I'm one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm not a musician, but I think it's always cooler to listen from the right. artist. So for you, man, as you've, you know, gone through this 2020, 2021, you know, back all the way 2017 or right. how have you felt about the industry? Like, do you think that the way the machine is created is there to kind of empower you or is it more of something that's like you got to really learn to navigate like how do you feel about the current state of the industry yeah i think um you know it's it's such a it's a broad question because like you know there's always something um you can you know get picky about and then there's always something you can um celebrate you know and for me um as far as being an independent artist, you know what I'm saying? I think it's a it's a pretty good time to be an independent artist. You got a lot of resources. Um, but at the same time, just music from like a macro perspective, when you zoom way out, um, it's it's a lot different than it was when I grew up, you know what I'm saying? And so uh as a fan, it's tougher to like, you know, really get involved into a new artist and get excited because um I don't know, it just seems like a lot of what what the machine pushes is stuff that sounds pretty much the same it's not really fostering innovation um 
but you know that can change and i think eventually you know that's what's cool about just being an artist is you're kind of in the driver's seat as far as like could i make something that influences a change and there's a lot of room just across the board on in hip-hop for the production to go up a notch you know what i'm saying and just um just as an industry to foster innovation and so um you know i'm i'm not complaining i just want to you know make a product that attracts everything i'm i'm going for you know yeah that's awesome man yeah i think like you said i think the internet it's just the internet i mean that's right. what's complicating it because you know uh there's a lot of things that translate from you know maybe the past generation of music into today like uh you know something that i talked about in one of i think it was episode seven was kind of how tiktok and how viral culture and how you know just quick stuff has impacted music mm -hmm. i mean you see i've seen producers or musicians that literally their whole uh and they've talked there's like youtube videos on it of them saying how i produced a viral tiktok hit mm, or something like that crazy. and like that's how they're getting on it's like yeah i want like i mean what's that one guy called ah oh, i forgot but i mean we all know like one of those it's like in in, in congrats because like you know they broke the code right, right? they right. cracked the code and right they're doing great um but for you you know as an artist who is you know trying to either or for anybody for the person listening who's trying to make it uh you know full-time at least at the very least right. where they're getting paid to do this stuff like what would you suggest like to be like a nice like a good strategy in today like or what has yeah. worked for you well so so i mean definitely for what has worked for me is not going to work for the next person because a lot of my uh followers and fans I accumulated in a different era, you know what I'm saying? And mm, so it's crazy trying to navigate it now because it's like I, I have to adapt and that's something that um I still got to work on. But if I were to manage an artist and I was going to tell them what to do, yeah, it would be like, and not, not that this is what I'm passionate about. That's why I don't really do it as much. Right. But, you know, if, if we're talking from business only, mm -hmm. it's like, all right, you got to upload three TikToks a week minimum, Damn. preferably five to seven. That would be crazy um you gotta post on instagram like you know twice a week you gotta drop a song every two weeks yeah. you know what i'm saying and then drop uh at least one to two projects a year you know what i'm saying and make uh like as much content as you can and then if you're good you'll blow up you know but that's a lot of freaking work right and like the money you get from that unless you're super dope it's not gonna be um it's not necessarily the best return on your investment, but right. if you were that dope and you're willing to really go hard, then I would, my strategy would definitely be make as much content as you can mm -hmm. and just see who likes it. You know, give your give yourself a chance to be heard, you know? Dude, that's great. I agree. I mean, I recently, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, there's a hustle culture Instagram now and you know, I'm, I've launched the pers the the separate thing to kind of separate me from the entity of hustle culture and we're working on a website to you know yeah. really like drive traffic somewhere. But you know we've done two to three posts a day uh -huh. for the last since it's been out. We did two to three posts a day and it's like yeah and like luckily I'm in a place right now where like because of all the other stuff I do it allows me the time to do that. Right. Um. So for somebody who's just trying to be an artist but it still has a job and still has stuff to do like it's it's tough and I mm -hmm. I understand that and. For you, you know, just kind of to talk about your journey, um, you know, I've seen you 
go you've done that i mean there was a season where you were posting on instagram all the time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. where you were dropping singles left and right and recently you know there's been kind of a pullback and you know we talked about it you know before but for you like what is it that why like why do you why do you slow down and, and what's kind of been going on behind the scenes that's been impacting that yeah well for me it was just you know kind of how i was talking about where it's like you look at the the strategy to get on in 2021 you know what i'm saying and then looking at my music and what i've done so far and really just looking at okay where do i fit in that strategy of like how do i want to come across how do i want to present myself and really just taking a step back because i've put out a lot of music and i'm young man like well you know comparatively like i'm 23 and um i've put out a lot of music to where it's like okay i want to sit back and really just next time i come out it's gonna be like a it's gonna be growth you know what i'm saying and just me in a different place in my life um and you know switching up some things you know that's really all it is and um you know just trying to figure out how you know how do i want to come across it's like the i do want to make tiktoks you know but how do i do that and still be myself and figuring out all that stuff so right now i just been chilling um and just trying to get my music better you know because i think um even just over the last 12 months looking at some of the stuff i've dropped and knowing like okay, I know I'm capable of so much more and now I'm really seeing it. So it's just been kind of just bettering myself and, you know, working on my craft a little bit and not rushing everything, you know? Yeah, I feel that. And dude, I mean, another, I'm glad you've taken that time and you're trying to, you know, really discover like where you fit, finding your lane and like really doing that. Cause in this system and in this machine, there are a lot of people who are putting out singles, you know, every week mm-hmm. and like they're like they're probably feeling like, why hasn't it worked or why hasn't it hit or why hasn't it popped? Um, and, you know, I'm not here and I can't be the one to say, like, either stop or keep going or, you know, right. what's the right thing? Because, I mean, it worked for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it works for some people. It works for others. Right. But the biggest thing, I mean, you the the biggest reason, like Gary Vee says, he's like. You want to put out a lot of content. So whenever you do get to that pop, people have a catalog to go back and look at. Right. And what you've done right is that you did acknowledge that you had a season where you could go ham and you did go ham and you have, I mean, at least three projects that Mm -hmm. you've put out. So let's say tomorrow you drop this like, you know, next level, you know, type of music that you've been working on. You still have all that. So that and I think that's important, like and and important to talk about because. I do think that, and, and I want to hear you weigh on on this after, but you you have gotten to a point where you are allowed to do that in a yeah, sense. Yeah, Right? Because a lot of people are trying to do that before they even put any music out. And then, like I said, back to the overthinking thing, like they just don't put it out or they're waiting to get to right. a point where they feel like they're Drake. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Exactly. I think, you know, you got to find the balance. And for me, it's kind of like there's a lot of things in my career I would undo as far as like i would have kept this song in the drafts or whatever but it's like um you know here i am you know what i'm saying i dropped the music i can't change that i've made it to this point and i'm gonna make sure that what i'm doing is something i'm proud of because at the end of the day it's like that's the only person i'm competing with is myself and what i feel like my potential is so yeah just trying to get better you know and uh 
like you know people get impatient because it's like um rappers promote the lifestyle of like we're super rich and we're in lambos and we got rolexes and all this stuff but it's like if you really you know drop out of college and try to drop music on spotify and make a living that's like hardly what it's like and so i always just look at what can i control that's contributing to it and so you know i just can encourage everybody work on your craft before worrying about numbers and all that stuff you know Mm, just really hone it in that's huge man because i mean i'm i'm guilty of it you know like being like okay this you know for me this piece of content like oh this is gonna be huge yeah 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 and then you drop it and then you get discouraged like why did i think that this piece of content was gonna be huge oh it's because i actually like it and because right. i think it's dope right because i think it deserves the attention and then when you put it out and let's say it doesn't reach the goal like this expectation that you had you're kind of like okay it's not good right but that's not true like it can of be really course. good and it could not have the attention and like that's okay i think it's super important just to detach from all the results and just work on like you know do you like it and then because i i deal with that you know what i'm saying but that's why i haven't dropped any of this new stuff is because it's just like i know only the only person who is gonna have a say on this is me and so i'm gonna stack yeah. up all this music and then boom it's how i wanted it that's you know? fire that's dope man well, something I want to talk to you about um, is, you know, and we didn't really get to touch too far into it the last time we tried it. Uh, so for you, how important as an artist is it to work with other artists into yeah. like, you know, because we talked about earlier having that internal group of friends, um, you know, and they don't all have to be musicians. But how key is it to to have those connections with people? Mm-hmm. Or not just connections, but really friendships and, you know, just, you know, relationships with people who are doing the same thing and who are trying to get the same goals as you. Yeah, well, especially as an entrepreneur, maybe even more than just being a musician, is it's like you got to have people who understand what you're doing because mm. like if if you dropped out of college like i know you did yeah and um you're trying to do something on your own like whether it be put out music um be an entrepreneur whatever it is um like it, it's there's gonna be some colds and lonely days you know what i'm saying right. there's gonna be some uh some times when like it's not going well and you need people around you who really understand like why you're doing it because like you talk to old people right. and they're going to give you the same answer not not old people like older like you know what i mean we're yeah. like we're we're talking about a stereotype but like the the person who's going to tell you don't go for your dreams you know what i'm saying so you got to be around people who either make music like you or you know um they're just on the same you know path in life as you to keep you encouraged and motivated dude that's so real and i think i've i've you know for me personally and whoever's listening like if you don't have those people actively in your life because i mean we all have that that friend or like that distant friend or whatever that's like doing it but maybe we feel like we're bothering them or like maybe we feel like you know we shouldn't like i don't know there's there's like you said there's those cold and lonely nights and there's those times where you doubt yourself and i think that that's one of the biggest parts in which having a group of friends like Mm -hmm. that matters bro i mean yeah we talked about it after the last time like you know like i want to hang out with you because you're dope and because we're Mm like-minded and you know i i say it all the time hustle culture like this is supposed to be a place where you can like find those type of people like right you know what i mean like 
in inserting yourself in communities like that is huge um so i mean if you're listening or you're watching head over to instagram or youtube or comments and like comment actually go and engage because mm-hmm. that's how you meet other people you know what i mean and like go reply to others but man for you i mean that's all awesome and that's cool but to the guy sitting in his room producing and not really going out and not really understanding how to make these type of friends like yeah how did you and and or how would you suggest people go out and find those type of people you just got to put yourself out there man like if you really like i i just remember i went to open mics when i was um Mm. in my first semester of college and it was like it would start at 11 p.m on a wednesday night or something and i had class 8 a.m you know what i'm saying (laughs) and so but i i cared about music that much you know i was in there i'm meeting people i'm getting people's instagrams like following up um and then just, you know, I, I did take a music class in college. So, like, if you are blessed enough to have those type of resources and opportunities, then it's, like, make the most of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's somebody in your class who you never know what he could be, you know what I'm Dang. saying? You, you don't know who's sitting next to you. So, you got to put yourself in those positions and just get out there. Dude, that's huge. And I think I think that's interesting, you know, the open mics, like, going out to them. Like, actually, and I think this is, like, a... A facade or you know an illusion of the internet uh that is kind of blinding to some people like something i've realized as i've grown in this internet age and i've tried connecting with people online it's like you don't really get the same type of connection when it's online and when it's in person Mm -hmm. and there's like this weird thing where like you know we think that just because you're online or because you're posting every day that you're actually networking or you're actually talking to people no it ain't the same nah like going out to like for me it's like going to happy hours or like you know, as a business guy, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, for you as open mics and I'm sure you go to like coffee shops and stuff like that. But like at a coffee shop is where I meet like real people. And like that's cool. Being open enough to be like, hey, yo, that's like I noticed that, you know, you have the new beats. Like, where'd you get? Why did you use mm. them? Like, I don't know. Just like you said, putting yourself you ne- out there. You never know who you're next to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what it, that's what it is. Like people complain about why they're in the same position. But it's like if you're not getting out there and really trying to do something, nothing's going to happen. Like you can get lucky and meet some people on the internet, but a lot of people are closed off. And it's Mm. like, you know, if you're in person, you really get that chance to make an impression, you know? And it's crazy to think about how that's going to change, bro. Like I'm in the wedding industry now, like doing Mm. some certain stuff uh, with DJing on the side. And it's like, um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about networks. And- oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, no, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, bro. Um, dude, I forgot. It was going to be so good, though. It was going to be so good. I forgot, bro. I don't even know dude, where we were. Good. It's all good. It's all good. Maybe well, I'll remember it if we like keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come back to it. But, man, something I want to talk to you about that, again, I didn't get to ask you last time. So I'm kind of excited that, like, you know, not really. I'm very depressed, but <laughs> I, I, you know, there's some upsides to it not working out. I wanted to know your take on like, um, on, on the modern day production of music, you know, mm-hmm. like sampling specifically yeah. as a, as a producer, like, so, and you can maybe explain it a little better, but my understanding of sampling is when you kind of use another already created, uh, you know, piece of, you know, a sound or mm-hmm. music or even, you know, like you grab a piece of an old song or any song and you flip it and you maybe use it in your song. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into this topic or I got into this thinking about this. Cause I remember I went to, I went, I went to go hang out with my family in North Carolina and 
my mom loves Tracy Chapman. Mm -hmm. That's like her, her musician, you know, like she loves her music. And Tracy Chapman is actually one of the only artists that is actually in the do not sample like official list. Oh, wow. Of whatever organization it is. I don't know. Yeah. But, I didn't even know there was an official list. That's crazy. I don't know either. I think it's the same thing where like you can see other people's credits and okay. stuff. But yeah, basically, if anyone samples them, like they can't release the song. That's crazy. Um, and you know, I th- I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, first of all, as you know, as a rap fan who enjoys hearing, like, you know, I be I be lo- uh, logging into like uh, Timberland's, you know, lives and whatnot, and I see how it's an art to flip a sample, right? And how yeah, I see the beauty of that, but then I also see like the beauty of creating something original or like you know, doing something from scratch. And I started thinking like this new era of music, if, if majority of the beats and the stuff is flips and samples of old music, what's going to be our like Michael Jackson thriller that right. gets sampled every time? Or like, what's going to be our sting that gets yeah. turned into, you know, lucid dreams by juice world. Like, yeah, that's a good question. I dude. don't know. I don't know. Cause they all got trap drums. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, so even without the sample, so it's, it's going to be hard to sample them. But, uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, for me, I sometimes think about that too, where it's like, dude, Scorpion by Drake was one of my favorite albums in the last few years. I yeah, know a lot fire. of people will hate on that maybe because of like the, the way it plays, but as far as the sampling, the problem is Drake's the only person with access to get clearance to those samples. So mm. rap is just like not the same as it was because you don't have like Dat Piff with the same influence it used to have where they're dropping mm. mixtapes full of uncleared samples and like that's gone. And yeah. so I don't know what they're going to sample down the road from us, but I just know like even this generation doing sampling, it's it's not happening enough or the right way. Oh, wow. So you think at sam- least I'm, I'm not tapped in with that type of music, to right. be fair, but still like at the mainstream level, I want to hear more of it, you know. So you like sampling. Yeah. You enjoy hearing like how the flips and all that. Yeah. Do you sample in your music? Because I feel like I used I used to do a little bit, but that was like SoundCloud days. Now, mm. ever since I've been on Spotify, I pretty much do like everything original, mm. and I don't necessarily prefer it that way. But right, it's just like what you that. do. Yeah, dang, I got you. Yeah, it's crazy. And then like even in Spotify, and like we like we were talking about before, like how how that would play into like success or like mm-hmm. you know streams or whatever. And I think that you know. A sampled song obviously if it's done correctly like the beauty of it is like you're giving a new generation that old song yeah yeah dude i mean when juice world did it i mean i went back and i listened to the original by sting and i was like whoa this is dope but you know something else that like you know and i don't know how much you know about this but the person uh i forgot his name but the producer who i think it's nick mira mm-hmm. who did that song who did right. that flip like he made like no money off of it and it was like his yeah biggest thing I think, sucks. I think it took some like i don't know i'll try to find the the article or something with this there was some lawsuit dude it was like 90 percent of profit <laughs> that's crazy that's dude. tough that's tough they took 90 percent that's why i'm that's why i don't be sampling but right. it sucks because it's like you want to create something that sounds cool and yeah th- you can like i heard some stuff the other day and I was like, man, this would sound so crazy sampled. But it's like, what's the point? Because mm. it's like, there's a ceiling on if this ever gets too famous, then I'm losing all my money. Like someone's coming after me. 
That's huge. <laughs> you the, tell me. I mean, and you think about it, like Juice, like even like using him as a as a case study in Juice World. He was pretty big before mm-hmm. he popped. Like I remember, it was legit. Probably like a month before he be, like Lucid Dreams. It was popped quick. Off. It was quick. Like I remember, I heard Lucid Dreams on SoundCloud, and it was yeah. underground. And then it was like, boom, he's huge, dude. He was in there. I remember a friend sent me. Uh, I don't even think it was that song. It was All Girls Are the Same. Uh huh. And like that was all the part of the same project. And like legit, like a month later, it like drops and whatever. But. I don't even know his personal story, but I would imagine, let's say you do sample a song and right. that is the song that pops. Um, I would imagine that the, you know, that the exposure you're getting from it, even though you're not going to get paid for it most of the time. Will eventually pay off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would hope so. I, I don't really know because like it's never happened to me, right. but it's like people I've mixed for. I've seen it happen. It's like uh, Pao Fu. That song they that went viral on TikTok. I don't really know the name, but apparently <laughs> it like it has a sample, oh, wow. and then it blew up. It took off, and then he just posted it before getting clearance, and then like oh. got the label to come in and help out. But like sometimes it, it it sucks how the industry kind of forces artists into the position where it's like you gotta put the song up without clearance because it's too hard to even reach out and get that get that type of uh, interaction with the right. sample creators, you know. Dang. Because, yeah, and I guess that's the W, right, of being with a label, like, mm-hmm. getting that backing. For you, I mean, you're independent. You've been independent your whole, you know, career. What's your what's your kind of take on that? Like, if somebody were – are you, like, that purist, like, independent for life thing? Or are you, like, I mean, if the bag is right, like Def- – I mean, definitely if the bag is right. I think it's – people get too uh... – to marry to one idea where it's like, yo, being independent is sick. And I'm speaking, you know, I've I, like, I know about what goes on. So I've seen the pros and cons, you know? Yeah. Um, and right now I, I think I'd like to be independent. You know, it's, it's cool to have a team though. If you can be independent and have a team, then I think that's the way I would choose to do it. Um, but sometimes if a label has resources, you know, use them and, um, I think at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is make yourself self-sufficient before even having to bring a label in because then they can help you more with just like, you know, getting your music out instead of just, you know, putting you in the studio with producers and stuff like that, you yeah. know? That's crazy. I, I, you know, I look, again, I'm a fan of music. So like, even though I'm not artist or whatever, I'm not really involved in it. I like studying it because obviously it's one of the biggest things that impact culture Mm -hmm. so for me i've always looked at record labels kind of the same way the the you know the difference between a record label and independent the same way i've looked at like being a college graduate and like dropping out (laughs) yeah because there's clear benefits to like you know i've talked about college and i want to take get your take on it in Uh a little bit as a fellow dropout but you know there's clear benefits to it like when i dropped out i wasn't like oh screw the networks or like oh screw the six-figure job i'm probably gonna get after like obviously that was something like oh great like that's kind of why i went to college you know exactly but dropping out was like it gives me the freedom to do whatever the heck i want i don't have commitments like going to class i don't have commitments like homework and i would imagine like you know i mean labels and deals work like you got to write three albums by this time and by this day or you got to go on this press tour across the world and like or you have to tour and do like 120 shows you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so for you 
I mean, is that something you've you've ever thought about? Like, you know, the the, the wins or the pros. Do you think the pros of the benefits of a label outweigh the pros of an independent? I think, you know, every situation varies. I don't really try to worry about what I'm missing out on. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you got to work with what you have. And, um, you know, if it was up to me, I'd own a label, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not really worried. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to have that cosign and whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you know what you're trying to create, then, you know, see if you can create it by yourself you know what i'm saying and then if if down the road a label wants to come in the picture then you know we can talk but you know for me i know exactly what i want to create as my product and it's like if you're an artist and you know what you want to do you could make a you might make more money being independent it just depends on which level you want to operate at you know like drake would probably he'd be huge without a label but it's like he still benefits from the label doing so much. It's like people don't even see when you're an artist at that level, like you need a whole staff to operate, you know, you're, you're a business, you know? Yeah. I love what you said though. Like, okay, screw the label thing. Cause I mean, re reality is, and you didn't say screw the label, but what <laughs> I'm saying is like, it's nicer or it's nice when you get started to, instead of like, you know, hope for a record deal or something like that, to just like connect and like build a team around you. Cause I mean, essentially that's what a label is. It's just a team of people, obviously with connections and stuff like that. But like the short term is like, oh, okay, you have a manager when you're there or, mm -hmm. oh, okay, you have a producer when you're there. But like, you don't need that to, to make those connections yourself. Right. And for you, I mean, I know you're, you're you have a manager, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how has, how has, as an artist for you and, you know, obviously if you're not in music, take this and bring it into your industry like you know for me i would imagine that like that'd be like an assistant or somebody who can help with pr like how has that effect uh, affected or impacted your career yeah well i mean when when choosing a manager you know you definitely just have to make sure you're on the same page and it's like uh you know when when i'm doing something with my manager it's like our, our we have to share a vision you know what I'm saying? And then it's like we collaborate on like, okay, how can we make this idea um, the most it can be? You right. know what I'm saying? And so that's really like my use for a manager. It's just like the behind the scenes, like, yo, what gotcha. do you think of this? Like, you know, um, but for other, every, every manager is different, you know what I'm right. saying? And so it's just like for some artists, um, it might mean something else, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. at least, you know, for most people at at a, at this level, it's got to be somebody who just believes in you and is willing to go hard for you no matter what. You yeah. know, and if you have somebody like that, you know, like that's that's like the best thing you could ask for. You know, so it's really like a partner. Yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. Dang, that's dope. Yeah, man. I think uh, something that's really you know interested me about you, your music, your subject matter. You've always talked about you know um and it's changed and it's progressed and it's evolved as you've obviously changed and progressed mm -hmm. and evolved but some i always caught and i guess i related to as a dropout and as you know the underdog if you will like and i'm sure a lot of people who listen to you like you always talk about you know you know being a starving artist and like mm -hmm. the struggle of like actually trying to make it and like the things that come with that as you've grown as you know we talked about this a little last time um but as you've grown and as you've gotten bigger, 
how have your views on like you know i don't know like relying solely on your income of spotify or distro kid right. or whatever you use like how has that changed you know as you've you know grown yeah well i mean definitely like distro kid and spotify money it's like the best type of money you can make because it's passive income like mm. i'm sleeping and i wake up i'm getting paid by spotify you know what i'm saying yeah. but at the same time you got to consider that for spotify to grow as a as a company as a corporation they have to pay artists less royalties and so mm. that's going to happen whether artists like it or not they yeah. can kick and scream it's gonna happen and so for me you know i realized yeah i have a gift at being an artist and it's a blessing to be in the position i'm in but i'd be um i'd be blocking myself off from so much potential if i told myself i'm just an artist you know what i'm saying like i'm getting a mix for artists that are gonna do way more than me you know what i'm saying i'm yeah. producing for artists that are gonna have huge songs you know so just being like enjoying enjoying the ride you know what i'm saying like i'm in here i'm i'm in the music industry and so it's like all right what can i check off the bucket list you know right. and it's like some of that could be producing some of that could be mixing um i've even picked up djing because i think nice. that's just a sick uh if it's just supernatural to me and then it's like another money maker so it's just you know um i really i really am not that picky about like how i get to exist in music because i love music you know mm. what i'm saying um and i think that's important just to for people who are entrepreneurs is allow yourself freedom to you know kind of adjust as you go and yeah. figure out your direction you know that's huge man and that's that's one of the things that we talked about last time that i thought was the most impactful that was you know like it's okay or it's encouraged like you should have multiple different sources of income because i mean god forbid something falls through or like mm -hmm. it's just it's just you know basic common sense but it's such a stigma in music especially right you know and you hear it like in in like actual like art like painting and stuff like a starving artist like or paying your dues or whatever like whatever right. that means i mean like how do you even know when you've paid your dues or not like you know what i mean i think yeah i think it's just what i've learned is it's just a vulnerability to be in music trying to make money like if you mm. can really just be in a position where if you know if i were to do it all over again stack up some cash make a product that's undeniably good and then invest in the product you know Dang. but it's like if you're trying to put it out and get money off it and then reinvest it's like it could work i'm not discouraging that but right. it's like you know you got to count the cost before you start and i think that's something important is the further out you're planning the better it's gonna go dude i love that you said that because in the last episode where uh that i put out it was, it was called taking the leap mm. and we, i talked about my experience and how i you know basically just dropped everything and was like i'm just doing it yeah and you know in hindsight i i thought the same way like if i could do it again maybe i would have waited a little longer or like like you said stack some bread so mm -hmm. you can like actually like when you actually launch it you can have some financial backing you're so or peace. fired up in that moment like, right and that don't matter <laughs> i know it i know it though because for me it was the same like i dropped out of college it was no hesitation it was like i'm in the class i looked around i decided right there i'm done with this you know no yeah. no type of consideration or consultation with people it was like i just feel this in my gut so i'm gonna do it and um 
Well, that's really exciting and fun. And I'm, I mean, you got to go on your own spiritual journey. You know what right. I'm saying? That's fine. Um, so I'm never going to discourage somebody from that. But because I learned so much along the way. But yeah. it's like, yo, just as a man getting older in general, you realize, yo, the longer out you're planning and the more disciplined you can be as far as like how you're doing stuff like that, your life's going to be a lot easier long term. And it's always it's always, you know, risk versus reward. Like, I mean, what what age were you when you dropped out? 18 or something. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I was like barely 19 when I dropped out. Like if you drop out at 19, like or 18 or whatever, you know, you could always go back. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, exactly. And that was my thought process. It was yeah. like, I mean, college isn't going to like dissolve. It's not as going an anywhere. Dude. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I'm like, I've even considered classes, but I told myself when if, if I'm going to college again, it's because I want to get smarter than I am right now. Not just mm. so I can have some certificate because for me, I want to start a business regardless. So if I'm in there, it's to learn a skill that I didn't have before. And I think if people just approach um, learning with that mindset, you're just going to do great things, you know? That's so huge. And I mean, I that's what it's for, right? I mean, that's why mm -hmm. college is created. It was a higher level of education. Right on a specific subject that's you know that's the whole point but it seems like a lot of people just kind of go and again not to not to hate on anybody who's done it for these reasons i mean a lot of people do it just because their parents went because mm -hmm. it's a legacy thing or you know some people do it just because they feel like the paper like you said the certificate's gonna instantly mean six figures right right and you know and it doesn't yeah bro and it doesn't i mean i've seen it firsthand i mean with people in my life like yeah. sylvia for example she got the whole broadcast communications degree mm -hmm. and it's lit and she thought like okay tomorrow i'm gonna get a job and you know she got one yeah but it took a little while and it wasn't what she thought it was gonna be right and i i don't know how the economy's affected things but it's like you know your leverage coming out of college with the job or oh. coming out of college going into a job it's like they're they're looking at you still like yo you're just lucky to work for us you know what I'm yeah saying? and i don't think um i don't think that's cool you know nah. but it's it's got to be even harder for people like us it's like all right we don't even have degrees so they're just looking at us but you know i've always been a square peg as far as i could think <laughs> of it you know what i'm saying it's like i got so many skills but they can't put me in one box to where i would work at a company and do well like yeah at this point in time unless i've really figured out what that is but um yeah dude it's a crazy system that it's like does it really reward the the smartest people it's like we'll, who knows who we'll knows? never know who bro knows? you know what i'm saying yeah but um no and that's tough because you hear like you know you know i don't know like mark zuckerberg like dropping out and right like just is one of the biggest most paid people in the world and like, well but i i love the entrepreneur community because it's it's such a it's a it's a bond you know what i'm saying people uh, know what it is like it's not um something everybody can do so it's like we didn't yeah. go to college but we got a community of there's like definitely a niche of people who kind of been through the same stuff and had to figure out how they were gonna run it up yeah and so that's like the trade-off it's like you give up some of that security and that um, peace of mind for extreme risk and, you know, an adventure, you yeah. know, and that's what being an entrepreneur is about, you know, it's 
I think there's so much uh, personal growth and development that you get along the way of having to face those ups and downs and pick yourself back up, you know, after a fight, you know. Dude, that's so real. I mean, I never I never even thought about it that way. But, you know, everybody who does take that, like, you know, not even just in this lane, but the less, what is it called? The, the less traveled, the, the path less right, traveled. Right, right there's there's that feeling of you know adventure like you said and just risk and then you know for some people that's exciting i mean for me i mean i love that mm -hmm. you know and it can get like everyone talk everybody and it's funny because you know when gary v just started everyone was like super hyper glamorizing the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and stuff mm -hmm. and you know rightfully so i mean there's really cool stuff about it right and, but now i feel like a lot of people are taking the stance of like let's not miseducate either. Like, let's exactly. not just say that it's going to, you're going to drop out and it's going to be super fun and it's just going to be perfect and everything's going to be exactly. great. Exactly. <laughs> Cause those TikTok influencers be like portraying a lifestyle that's almost dangerous for Dude. kids to see. Cause it's not like that, you know, yeah. like, uh, they don't know those jets are rented or those mm. freaking Lambos are rented. You know what I'm saying? Um, so kids be like dropping out of college, just willy nilly thinking, like it's gonna be smooth sailing like yeah. you gotta have a plan you know right and, and it's not like these videos i swear they're just like yo put 15 percent of your income in <laughs> ethereum and yeah, you know, you're set for you're life. retired at 30 <laughs> bro. you know what i'm saying it's like nah bro dude that's so funny dude <laughs> i i watch uh i don't know if you know who uh cody co is uh i don't i'm not sure so cody co and noah miller like, on maybe i don't know so don't he's know. a youtuber he's, okay. he does and he has a podcast with his friend noah miller they actually are music now they do mm. like it's really cool but anyways he his whole thing he's a, he's a satirical guy he's he's funny he'll like watch videos and he'll make fun of it or whatever yeah and one of the ones that he made fun of was this kid who was like i don't know maybe like 17 or 18 and it was like a day in the life of a like entrepreneur oh boy Bro, <laughs> you know what it was i mean it was it started with his morning you know brushing his teeth and how important it was for like self-meditation and all this stuff hopping in a private jet you know hopping in a private jet somehow drinking champagne at like 17 when <laughs> like you know you can't bro and it was this whole thing and it was funny because the homie debunked him and like looked him up and like homie doesn't have an income like he's no. a father like his dad pays for all That's this stuff crazy. and he's out here telling kids like you know all you got to do is like meditate in the morning and it worked huh he probably has like a shit ton of followers. millions of yeah, views crazy. and like oh bro but it's it's that miseducation of yeah. like okay now the person the kid who's 16 who's like hates school knows like i'm not even gonna go to college because i can just be like that kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> just meditate every day oh. and it'll happen <laughs> you can like, meditate and bro we're manifested and and you know there's power to that and i it believe is, it is for sure i but, mean i I'm, i ain't gonna talk down on none of that stuff but right. at the end of the day like when you're selling uh like i bet you this dude who's making the video about meditating and getting this money and how he's taking it to this level he's probably selling you a course or something oh, yeah you know so there's a catch there's yeah. a catch you know he's selling you something that's why he's portraying his lifestyle like that and Dude. so you just got to be mindful of you know who who's giving you advice and who's giving you information because um people just got something to gain out here off you you know facts and i mean that's just the world we live in mm -hmm. I mean, we live in a capitalist place where everything's surrounded by money and that's what drives everything and like yep. you know 
there's beauty in that you know there's cool like as an immigrant you know like my, my family comes from venezuela like okay. there's like there's a beauty in like that's cool we can come are here. you first generate where, where's your parents first. okay well i mean it's weird because we were all born in venezuela and i we got all you moved together that's fire yeah so so do you remember it or you were just here you know it's cool you know i do i remember like bits and pieces like i remember like you know venezuela is not like you know dallas like the streets are like cracked and like messy right. and gross and stuff. But like, I remember we would go, there was this like national park that was like an Island. And for oh, like really crazy. cheap, you could like take a little, like, uh, in Spanish it's called lancha. What is it? It's like a speedboat mm. and you can just go there. I remember being on the speedboat, things like that. I remember and my parents are all, they're musicians. That's fine. So my dad plays, he's a percussionist, Latin percussionist. So he plays everything from the congas to the timbales to like, you know, cajon, everything you can think of. Like, his setup is like a 360 of instruments. That's crazy. It's badass, bro. It's pretty cool. But he does that. My mom's a singer. Uh -huh. So, I mean, when they connected, they made a band and everything. And like, uh, so I remember another vivid memory is like being over somebody's shoulder. I remember who I was a baby. I mean, we moved when I was six to the United States. So like, I remember being over somebody's shoulder at like a block party, like just being wild. Yeah. Like just yeah. Them partying, so. That's crazy. That's but, crazy. I mean, you know, that's what I mean. Like for someone like me, talking about this you know money drives everything it's like there's obviously negatives mm -hmm. and you know we kind of touched on it before you said like um corporations you know they want to pay employees as little as possible yeah as little as possible so they can make as much uh so there's that side which is like it sucks but then there's the other side for the entrepreneur right where it's like damn i can come here from a third but if you own the corporation you lit you know Bro, what I'm saying? and there's enough room if you got a good product and you can um you know get enough people um rallied behind it you know that's what's cool about america is i think you yeah. do have that freedom um to go do stuff and i think the tax laws are crazy like <laughs> to be honest as yeah. an entrepreneur but yeah you know i i mean i don't know how it is in other countries to be able to tell you it's not better here so like right. i'm just grateful to have the opportunity to go for it you know because yeah. we are like my parents um they aren't i don't know if they're first generation but mm -hmm. it's their immigrants like their parents were uh, oh, wow. born in mexico you know what i'm saying oh, wow. so okay. um it's like you know we we just blessed to be be here you know what i'm saying we got to make the most of it for our ancestors you know dude do you think about that sometimes like is that like a driver for you like knowing that like it's really just crazy because it's like of course they would have wanted me to go to college you know what i'm saying so it's just different it's like they back then um I guess the mindset if you're like somebody um, living in Mexico, you're moving to America for the chance to have your families for generations go mm. to college and, you know, yeah. make money and all that. But I ain't tripping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I got to be myself at the end of the day. And um, I'm I'm blessed to be here, you know, like right. I this I want to raise kids here. So whenever that time comes, uh, just to show them what opportunities there are and educate them on like yo it doesn't just have to be one way but i'm gonna support you no matter what and mm. you know because at least like you know my parents are might be kind of immigrant but like i'm not you know i'm here right. i'm here so i just gotta show them like hey here's what i've seen yeah. and like this is how long i've been alive so that's what i know Dude, how did how did I'm curious how did your parents react to like you wanting to drop out? Like, oh, they hated it. Yeah, I mean, it's like I can't you can't blame them. Um, when it's like that's all you see. Oh, same growing with me. up, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like 
that's how they saw to get it up. For me, it's like I got friends who, like, I mean, four out of five, it's like freaking going after music, making it full time on mm. tour or whatever, or starting a marketing company and being full time. You know what I'm saying? I know yeah. people really doing it. And so it's like, those are, those are my friends. And, uh, you know, if you're, if all your friends are people only successful through college, then it's like, I could see how you would g gain that perception. But for me, I've just been blessed to be surrounded around a lot of successful, um, entrepreneurs and just musicians, you know, that's awesome. But that's interesting. Cause you know, obviously if anybody who listens to your music, you know, can probably relate to that like the dropout because you talk about it a lot i mean i talk about it a lot in my stuff too like so for you know i mean to tell you my thing is when i dropped out you know it was weird because quick my my thing was i went to college for a semester i went mm -hmm. to like tcc that's like the community college oh here. yeah 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 so i went there for like i went for two semesters right i, I actually attended and tried the first semester uh -huh. i like Bro, like I already told this story on a podcast, so I'm not scared to say it anymore because my mom already heard it. <laughs> but like, my mom worked at TCC. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, she worked in the career services thing or whatever. So she would help students get jobs like right before yeah. they graduated. Anyway, so, you know, around that time, I, I joined an organization. And I was doing all the video for them. Mm -hmm. It was a local church or whatever. And <laughs> I had what I would do is my mom would drop me off because we would both ride together because she worked there. So right. she, we'd both get there at probably like 8 a.m. or whatever and she'd be like all right have a good day go to classes whatever i would go and i would sit and a friend of mine would come pick me up <laughs> from college and we'd go to dallas and we'd just like do whatever we had to do like right. make content because that's right that was what the gig was and yeah i did that for like a whole semester i started you know like you said i built those friends where i could be like mom look at this like this yeah, guy's killing it exactly this dude's doing it they didn't need college because same thing like that immigrant thing it's like I mean, anybody from anywhere can attest to this. Like, right. you know, you come here, you're supposed to go to college. We, we, we strived and we struggled so you wouldn't have to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my dad was the biggest thing because my dad was like, again, Latin percussionist, like his, his dad. So my grandpa was the general of the Venezuelan army. Oh, that's crazy. Wild. Like they, like they lived in Montreal, Belgium, Brussels, like all uh -huh. over the world. Like my dad was set. And then he was like. Hey, yo, to his dad, I'm going to marry this girl who you don't approve of. I'm going during winter break to Venezuela. We're getting it done. And then I'm just going to try to make it as a musician. That's crazy. <laughs> Wild, right? So imagine for him, right? When I'm like, yeah. hey, dad, yeah, I know you did all this, but I want to like screw everything you wanted me to do. I want to do this and I want to, you know, and for me, you know, I just wanted to do my own thing. But it's that whole thing, like. As a parent, you're like, dang, I just want you to be good for the rest of your life, right? Like, mm -hmm. I just want you to whatever. But for me, I mean, my piece of advice for anybody thinking about it, I, I'm lucky enough and I understand that it's a blessing. And I know a lot of others maybe don't have this, but I've always been close to my parents. Yeah. Always like, you know, I'm not, I've never was the kid that was like best friends with their parents, but like I was close enough where I can talk about stuff like this and not right. feel weird. So I was always like, when I told them, when I told them, I sat down, I was like, my friends are doing this. I want to do this. Give me a year. Right. And that was the pitch. And for anybody listening, it's like, if you want to, you know, drop out, first of all, understand, like we said, that college is going to be there. Right. So let's say you try it and it just doesn't work out. 
you can always fall back on that. You can't do the whole college thing and then like rewind time. Right. And You're only going to be young once. And so it's like with music, it's like I'm, I was like 18. I'm like, yo, I'm only going to be this age once. And I was already at the point people are paying me to make music, like paying me to mix and master. It didn't make sense to be in college, but that doesn't mean like, you know, what if I'm 45 and want to freaking learn about yeah. like, you know, biology you know right. what i'm saying so it's like that stuff's always going to be there but um you know if you got a passion you know it's okay to realize there's seasons in your life you're going to do one thing and then some sometime else you might do something else like i think vanilla ice is like a real estate agent or something oh, wow. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's crazy so it's like you know not i'm not uh to say everybody's gonna do that but it's more like, yo, you're gonna do multiple things, and if you wanna, if you wanna be a musician and really go for it, you gotta go for it. And you know, with what you're doing too, it's like if you already see the vision, yeah, you might as well just try it and not waste time. If your heart is ultimately gonna be in your business, you know, right? Damn, that's wild. You know, one last thing I want to talk about, uh, you know, for you, um. As an entrepreneur, you know, and we kind of touched on it, but as an entrepreneur, because you're an entrepreneur first, like music is just the thing that you mm -hmm. fell in love with, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you decided, I want to learn to mix and master, or I like when you started with the garage band, I know that was a love thing. Right. But like there was a level, there was a time when you were like, okay, I should take this seriously. And, you know, even with songwriting and, you know, you know, rap and stuff like Did you realize or when did you realize that like you knew that it was going to be an asset to be good at all these things? Because I mean, like you said, yeah. you're getting paid to mix and master. Probably like the first time I moved out, it just gave me the dose of reality. It's like, yo, you got to pay the bills. And I was making money off my music streaming. But it's like, you know, if unless you're a big artist, it's like, what kind of money do you really want to make? You know, and it's like, dude, I don't want to be broke. So, yeah. you know, I, I want to do as much stuff as I'm allowed to get paid for. And so uh, just the first time learning to pay rent, it's like, OK, I'm started building up my mixing clientele, um, started putting up beats for sale mm. and just learning about how to make passive income. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just what that's all about. So, you know, you get to a certain age and like kind of how i was saying you can't um pigeonhole yourself into one thing if you know you're good at all these things like i think i'm good enough at engineering to do you know to go however far i want to with it you know and so there's no reason why uh i would benefit from just strictly just being an artist it's good to get paid however you can especially like um, there's so much ego that goes into rap and music and stuff where it's like people want to be a superstar or rock star it's like dude i'm i'm a rock star but i'm gonna still mix for other people and mm. help them make their product better you know yeah that's fire that's a that's a wake that's a wake-up call when you decide to take that step and move out yeah what was your what was that experience like for you like more in depth like yeah well it was it was crazy because i i definitely jumped the gun i'm just like yo let's yolo <laughs> let's do it i'm about to be rock star famous making yeah. super bands off music you know what i'm saying was there like was and, there like something that 
made you make that decision though like did you like did the song go off or like what i was mean it? i was i was doing well like i was okay. just making the most money till that point that i'd ever gotten you know what i'm saying and it was all off music i'm doing it from home i'm like wow like i guess i'm doing it here we are you know and <laughs> yeah. so i moved out and um and then it just became like whoa like when the reality sets in that it's like yo this is your job now then it becomes like more stressful because you're counting on the numbers mm. to be a certain way you know what i'm saying it's not yeah. just like you want it to do well it's like you're count you have to have it do well Jeez. and so that puts you in a different mindset creatively at least in that experience for me which is why now i just my advice to people isn't to not go for their dreams it's just to be like think some of this stuff out so you don't have to go through what i might have had to go mm. through um you know because it all that stuff just interferes with the creative process you know that's big dude and i mean i that was a big hit for me it was like when i moved out mm -hmm. it was a com it was a culmination of things my parents were moving to another state and i like yeah. had to do it but <laughs> i was also like super confident i was like i right. got this in the bag i was like this is gonna be easy smooth sailing i had an internship lined up where they promised to pay me like I think I was living in a studio apartment in Eulis, so it was like six hundred bucks a month. And there like, you go, yeah. So it was chill, and it, but the the internship was like, we'll pay you eight hundred bucks for you to do all this stuff for a month. Uh huh. I was like, okay, cool, I'm set. <laughs> so I'm doing it right. I pay the first month because you know, for you youngers that don't know, you pay the rent upfront, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm set for the second month. I go through this whole internship, and I talk about it on episode seven. So if you want to go more in depth, go check it out. But for me, bro, like they almost screwed me over completely. Like I finished the thing they had said. I I was like turning around like three projects a day, bro. That's like, crazy. Editing like crazy. They were a startup company and maybe, you know, I learned a lot from it because I was like, maybe I shouldn't take this big of a leap on a startup company. You right. know what I mean? But anyways, and then the month comes by, they pay me the 800 bucks like two days late. So not only like not two days late from the first two days late from the third so, so you're just relying on that super heavy and it's like yo i need this on this day yeah bro and it it sucked because they almost didn't even pay me yeah that's crazy and all that to say like i was so confident and so like i didn't think it through right. i was just like well it's just gonna happen and like i just know it is and like not taking into account anything that could go wrong but that was my experience with like moving out for the first time i was like yeah, I could make it and I could do it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> no, it's 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 tough. And I mean, that's why, you know, anytime I see somebody like you or somebody who's, you know, an entrepreneur just going for it, I respect them automatically because you know mm -hmm. you know what it takes even with a job just to pay the bills. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like if you're an entrepreneur, like you're paying double the taxes, I'm pretty sure. Um you know, it's just it's just a different level of sacrifice and a different level of stuff you got to go through. And so, um, you know, to be successful at any of this stuff, it's just a blessing. And um, it's awesome to see for my people, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, you know, we we already paid our dues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd be feeling like that sometimes, you know, the internships, all that. Um, it all just accumulates into us trying to be bosses one day you know mm -hmm. and i i always think of like um 
those hours you put in at those jobs you know what i'm saying that aren't as fun how much they build character like wow. the the uber eats i used to do like eight to ten hours a day and it's like it's just a grind but it humbles you and it really um makes you appreciate money for what it actually is you know and it's like you just value your time differently yeah because it's easy to get caught up in like you know like money is just a means to your dreams coming true mm-hmm but that's not all it is. Like money is how you live. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> you need exactly. food. You need a place to stay. You need water, and all of those cost money. <laughs> it's a whole factor when to consider when pursuing your dreams because it's gonna like dictate so much that it, you're not even thinking about at that age. Like before you've moved out, you don't think about oh, what happens if your car gets jacked up? Like <laughs> you know Bro. what I'm saying? So it's like you you'll see your world get spun upside down a few times on this path you know dude tell, tell that story a little bit because i heard you know dude, which one bro because i be i've i've been through three cars in the bro, last three years bro. i've been through two cars really, that's hilarious really, yeah yeah i'm bad bro like every every year it's something because like this most recent time in mm. november i uh rear-ended somebody and mm. then totaled my car through that and mm. then the year before that, somebody like uh, I don't know if they t bone. They didn't. They almost t boned me. I skid. I skidded out oh, of the way dang. and saved myself, but totaled the car. Then um, even before my car, before that, uh, I didn't check my blind spot. So yeah, mm. I'm a bad driver. You don't want me to drive. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. But like you know, but when you're an adult yeah. and you're just like fresh out of college age, and like that happens to you for the first time like it, it just changes your perspective on how money works because like you know as, as as a kid you really don't even think about that at all no man that's huge i mean uh it's the same thing happened to me i mean the first car that i totaled i had i bought like a 2005 malibu's like black it was like like i think someone sold cocaine out of this before <laughs> me at one point cause it was like blacked out like it was illegally tinted oh man yeah yeah you know what i mean so like i couldn't even get it approved like That's when i would crazy. do the inspection um <laughs> but anyways that car same kind of thing i bro i was on like that was like when i was grinding grinding like and i had just got like a contract with a a club in dallas uh -huh. so i was doing videos for this That's club fire. so <laughs> there was like two nights in a row where i just didn't sleep because like the biggest thing that i was trying to like do is like well, I can I can give you this video and I can turn it around in 24 hours. Mm. No one else could do that for a freaking reason, dude. Nobody yeah, does that because it's a lot it's of work. Freaking hard, huh? So I would shoot. You know, I think there was like a sequence of events that basically led to me not sleeping for 48 hours. Oh my goodness! Straight. So that and actually the night before, uh, when the accident happened, it was my first shoot at the club. So I was there from like. Uh, it's called Concrete Cowboy, and they have this thing called Gold Rush, whatever, and uh -huh. it's like a car thing. So, anyways, I'm there from 11 p.m. to probably like 2 a.m. Sheesh. And so I get home, and I'm like, oh, and I had, <laughs> I had my interview with the people who were gonna hire me, which was my next job that morning at 7 a.m. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> 2 a.m. I get home. I'm like, it's 2 a.m. I might as well just stay up longer. So I edit the video that same night long story or i've made the long story long but anyways <laughs> i wake up i go and there's like a stop sign it's literally like right out of my apartment there's like a stop sign where usually there's not enough not a lot of traffic yeah 
well there was for some reason and it was backed up even further than usual and i'm just cruising kind of sleepy reaction time's a little off and i don't rear end the car but i like swerve out of the way and i hit a telephone pole and like bro it was almost bad because it was did it fall no because <laughs> i was crazy. only going like 35 yeah that's crazy though but it was like the the transformer was attached to it which apparently is the thing that gives power to the six telephone poles down the road oh so like when i hit it the cop told me when they came it was like yeah you started a fire two streets down because it started that's a thing. crazy but anyways all that to say like i was that was like legit my first apartment yeah that was yeah. like the first oh, thing man. i was like you don't account for this when you're thinking yeah, about your no, bills you don't you don't that turns your world upside down man but you know, the blessing is like, and I've gotten to this point, but you know, I, you know, you, you got to take when, when things are going well, you just got to appreciate it. Cause you know, there's seasons, you know, and, uh, I just encourage anybody going through some stuff like that. Like you'll get out of it. It just takes time and you got to be patient and keep grinding. It gets frustrating, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're like, all this stuff is playing into if you believe in yourself enough, you know, and you're like doubting yourself. But, you know, you can overcome all those obstacles um, if you're patient. And it's, patience is the biggest thing, like to, you know, bouncing back from tough seasons, whatever it is, you know, you got to give yourself time to figure it all out. And, you know, being that age, man, so many times it could have gone way worse. And I got blessed, you know, where it's like, um, you know you crashed your car but you got away with your life you know what i'm saying and you just gotta find those things to be appreciative about and put it in perspective because you know dude we we probably both had some moments you know i know for sure i have but yeah no i feel that and i think that that's probably the best trait you can have as an entrepreneur is that optimism perspective yeah and perspective yeah. those two things man because yeah you're gonna you're gonna have those like and somebody seasons. else always has it worse too Facts. like even though you got Talk it really bad it. somebody else got it way worse somewhere so you gotta be grateful bro Facts. being grateful is the best like i mean you can't lose if you're grateful Facts. You, your outlook on life is today's great just because today's great because i'm here and i'm not where i was a week ago like how can you lose like what's the what's the l you can't take one because you're in a place where you can't even allow that into your mindset to mess you up. And it's hard to get there. And I think it takes, you know, you know, hopefully you're listening to this and you can process this and like start adapting and changing your mind. But the truth is most of you probably won't feel that until you actually experience some stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right. I had to go through some things to think the way I think today. And, you know, I mean, yeah, God will make you grateful. Like he'll show you why, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you don't, um, if you if you aren't grateful for the things you have, you know what I'm saying, you'll be given a reason and you'll be shown. So, you know, it's it's good to just take advantage and realize when things are going well and to really appreciate it for what it is because people get greedy, you know what I'm saying? And That's real. You know, we just blessed, bro. We Our parents immigrants. We out here, you know what I'm saying? We chasing our dreams, you know. Got a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, it's a blessing to even be chasing your dreams. <laughs> yes, sir. No, exactly. Yeah. And you got to be in love with the chase, too, because it's like it for me, it's not even about the results. It's just how much mm. fun I enjoy 
all doing stuff like this, you know? Yeah. And just making music. That's fire. Bro, so I mean I had to ask, when when are we gonna when are we gonna hear some new some new new some of that good new stuff soon bro i'm working on it i'm working on it i've been uh i've been like i said just figuring out the sound and everything but um i just know whatever i'm doing next is gonna be the best yet and i've say that super confidently so just fans can expect that um i I won't guarantee any release date of anything but i will just say whenever it comes it's gonna be worth the wait and i can promise that let's go i'm pumped i'm excited I'm a fan. I'm ready. Um, but yeah, bro, I mean, for you, let's end it. I want to end it on this. Like, if you could, let's say there's a plethora of young, like, people listening to this and they're like, man, I want to be where you're at. Mm-hmm. Or I want to be where Drake's at. Or I want to be where, you know, I want to grow. I want to make it in the music yeah. industry. What's what's some advice they somebody who's listening can walk away with today? Or like a key thing that you want to make sure that yeah. they can get away with. Well, I would say um, stay humble. You know, make sure you're always working on your craft. You know, never. There's going to be people with less talent than you who get more acclaim and success or whatever. And you got to realize um, that for whoever's getting it out there, they deserve it. And you got to look at yourself to figure out how you can improve. You know, a lot of people um get kind of caught up in all that when it's like you know you know you got to work on your craft you got to be a professional if you want to do it professionally then you got to sound like a professional um then i would just say uh count the cost you know i'm saying plan in advance uh how you want your career to go like as much as much as you can you know i'm saying like uh try to have an idea of what you're getting into and then um be yourself lastly is just like you know I'm a fan of artists who I can see are being genuine, regardless of like who they are. If I can tell it's from the soul and it's not fabricated, I'm going to respect it. And I think um, music being a universal language, that's how it is. You just be yourself and you'll find your people, you know. That's real. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you yes, again. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I'm, again, I'm, I, I said this before. I'll say it again. I appreciate you even coming on the show. I mean, you know, it's like I, I've been telling all of my guests who've, who, you know, got on the show early, you know, I think it's going to be big. I think the show's going to be great, but it's not yet. So I understand that you guys are really doing me a favor by coming on. So thank you so much for Absolutely. coming on. Twice. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Saying, you know what? It happens sometimes. It and, happens, and bro, to come and it back. won't be the last time either. I don't doubt it you know i hope it is <laughs> but <laughs> i appreciate you let the people know where they can find you um on on social media and like all that um yeah so twitter instagram tiktok um everything at adrian stresso um a-d-r-i-a-n-s-t-r-e-s-o-w um send me a dm i'll reply i'm i'm not too famous to just ignore everybody's <laughs> messages so Dope. i'll be uh hitting y'all back Cool. Well, it's been another episode of Hustle Culture. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and share this with somebody who you think it'll impact. Um, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, like it, uh, do all that jazz and comment down below. Like, I mean, I don't know. Ask Adrian a question in the comments to do that. Um, and if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this, uh, go ahead and add us to your rotation. I mean, if you like this show, 
and you're listening this far, I'm I can guarantee you'll like the stuff we've done before and the stuff that we're going to continue to do. And man, Adrian, I hope you kill it. And I can't wait to listen to the new music and the new projects and the new sound and everything you're developing. Uh, you know, you're one of those guys who I've seen from the beginning. One of the only artists I can say that I've like, maybe not from the beginning, beginning, but you know. You've seen a lot. I've seen Dude, a lot. I appreciate so you, bro. I'm invested. And I appreciate I'm ready. you, bro. For real. All right, well, it's been another episode. We'll catch y'all later.